We are live for a Tuesday edition of the MLB Slate. I am Jason Mizrahi from Wind Daily Sports. I'm here with Dave, and we're here to break down the Tuesday slate. We're going to kind of skip over this you know, early slate. You got some double headers. You got some early games going on. But we're going to be focusing on, on the main slate, DK slate, FanDuel slate, all that kind of good stuff. But before we get to the main slate, Dave, I want to ask you a question, man. The Cardinals are in a good spot. They're facing the Marlins. Only minus 125 from Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals here on the road. I know Wainwright was a little shaky in his second game. Lights out the first game. I'm going to back Wainwright first five. I'm going to back him for the game. You're one of our, our better betters at WindDailySports.com. So what's your thoughts there on the Cardinals taking down the Marlins? Yeah, no, I, I think it's a good play. So we've seen the Marlins earlier this year um, really struggle when they went out to San Francisco. But doesn't everybody struggle out there against that staff? Um, they came back. They didn't really have a good hitting um, week when they did come back east until they faced the Phillies. A little familiarity. They got the bats going. But I think some of that was just um, the Phillies just really don't fare well down there. So I think we're getting a little inflated Marlins here. I know they're in the top ten in a lot of the hitting metrics in the league. But Wainwright, I think, should bounce back. He's the type of pitcher that's crafty enough to understand how to pitch against a Marlins team that was aggressive against the Phillies. They were swinging early on Zach Wheeler. I think they swung at five or six um, first pitch fastballs. So um, I think Wainwright will be crafty enough. I, I like the first five, if anything, more than that, because sometimes the Cardinals' bullpen um, gives me a little pause. But um, they had a rough outing up in Milwaukee recently. But I like the first five for sure. There we go, man. So that's an early bet for the early slate. Kicking off the main slate, Corbin Burns should be the ace of the slate. A lot of these studs, you know, from these frontline pitchers, these number ones have been struggling. Burns had a really rough first start, came back in the second start and cruised to victory. He gets the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's home. This looks like a smash spot for Burns. I'm going to pay up for him, you know, in every lineup I can pay up. I know there's some bats that we want some other good pitches on the slate, but Burns is the ace of the slate. Any any other guys that you're looking at, or are you locking in Corbin Burns as your number one starter going into Tuesday? It's it's probably Corbin. I You know, I'm not all there on Walker Bueller yet. He, he's $200 more than I think Burns going tomorrow. Braves lineup uh, features some potent, you know, hitters. I, I focused on the Braves a little bit this year. They've had like two, three really big scoring games, scored three or less in six games, but – um, Bueller's been just trying to feel himself out, and I really haven't liked his start so far, but Burns got us going last start. You're right. I was on his K-prop in Baltimore. He got there by the fifth inning. Um, it just seemed like the cold weather in Chicago, wearing the windy stuff tonight. Um, I think that really affected him in his first start, but now he's kind of barreled down and gets this Pittsburgh lineup. And, it, Jason, if you watch it in the first series of the year, Pittsburgh got exposed by right-handed pitching. Um, they have done well against left-handed pitching, but they're not very good against right-handed pitching. I think – you know, they hit um, the guy from Chicago once, what, Kyle uh, Hendricks. But other than that, they've been pretty cold against righty. So I really like the power pitching against Pittsburgh, especially righty. Corbin Burns, obviously, I, I really love him as my one. Musgrove's another one I'm really looking at. I think we've hit on Cincinnati and their failures, um, you know, trading everyone away, having a weak lineup. Musgrove's been great this year. Uh, Manea, 1.2 ERA. Musgrove's right behind him at 1.4. Um 14 inning, um, 14 Ks and 12 innings. So I think Musgrove and Burns are the two I would really pay up for if I'm looking for aces. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that. Musgrove price, 8600 on DraftKings. Nice little value to pair with Corbin Burns. I'm with you on Bueller. It's not just the Atlanta matchup. It's Dave Roberts, man. I want no part of Dave Roberts. You know, he's not letting his guys go more no. than five or six innings. I understand with Kershaw. You know, Kershaw actually wanted to come out of that perfect game. I hear, I heard him talking about it on a Monday night. So I get it there, but he really pissed me off with the Urias. Last night I had the over five and a half K prop live on Sirius XM. And he kind of let me down. Cruising five Ks through like three innings or four innings, and he's pulled them for no reason. I don't know if he's hurt or just Dave Roberts doesn't want to pitch his pitchers. But I want to get your – I want to ask you about Valdez and Robbie Ray. They both have pitched all right. You know, Valdez had an impressive start against the Angels. Angels might be without Mike Trout. He did not play on Monday. If Trout doesn't play, I like Valdez a little bit just to come off what could be a chalky Burns, even though I, I love Burns. I'm going to play a lot of Burns. But what's your thoughts on Valdez and Ray from the left side? Yeah, I, you know, Valdez is someone that he has been impressive this year, right, with 1.03 whip, uh, ERA under one. Um, I like him, but again, a guy that's had two starts, nine innings, so I'm kind of – it's the Dave Roberts theory if we're going to go there because he's pissed me off about Gonsolin too, just letting him only go four when he's – so it, it's a lot of managers out there managing like that. So I'm a little lenient on Valdez at that price tag. Um, he's sitting there – what is he, 98? He's up there on DK. He's 10-2, Robbie Ray's 9-8. Like, I think Burns is the easy plug-and-play yeah. just go with him. But coming off some ownership, I, I'm not going to be able to get off of Burns. I'm going to have yeah. him on my main lineup, my optimal lineup. But I think if you're playing some GPPs, you know, Valdez could get there. Robbie Ray against Texas could get there. But if you climb all the way down and you're looking for some value, Justin Steele, man, Love him. he went out there in two starts and did his thing. Going against Tampa Bay in Wrigley Field, probably going to be cold again. I think he's playable at 7,600. What's your thoughts on Chris Archer, man? I'm kind of shocked he's still in the league. He was <laughs> so hot, you know, to start off. And then the last couple of years have been bouncing around teams. So thoughts on Archer, thoughts on Steele. Yeah, and I, let me – one quick one on Ray. I'm a little concerned about Ray. Texas slugs lefties. They're second in MLB against lefties in slugging percentage and batting average, batting 308 and 571 slugging percentage. You got to pay 98 for a guy that is going up against a tough matchup. I'm probably a pass. Also, the K rate. Texas is 26 in the league in K rate against lefties. So they don't strike out much either. So I don't know how much value you're going to get if Ray's not striking out people. So I'm going to pause up there. But as we go down, I have like Steele this year. Um, now he's almost, he was like low sixes. You know, even in the fives uh, for his first two starts, and now we get him at seventy six. It's a tough call. You, you've talked about Tampa. You stacked them. Last, you you liked their stack last night, and rightfully so. I thought it was a good one. They're just they're they're a weird team. Um, so I, but they get lefties right. They got Choi uh, Wander. I know the switch, but Brandon Lau's lefties. So, I you know I think Steele is a decent matchup, especially in that weather. But as we go down to Chris Archer, yeah, Casey's not. They're not a powerhouse, um, but I've been really concerned about Minnesota coming into this season. They did a lot to their team. They pretty much, like, flipped it over, and um, they're not hitting, and they're not playing well. Uh, they did get a win today uh, in that um, Patriots Day game, but they struggled up in Boston, too. So when you, a pitcher presses, when you notice this team's not scoring, I get a little nervous. But 5,400, I could get some exposure, maybe 10%. I'm not going to see a lot, but I, I, I could play him a little. Yeah, Archer, look, he's a favorite Minus 120, over-under is eight. It's a couple, you know, couple tough bats. Maybe Sal Perez, Merrifield, Mondesi. 
But outside of that, if you want to stack up some teams and you want to go for some, you know, some big price bats, maybe some Blue Jays or some Red Sox, you're going to have to get sneaky. And especially if you're paying off for Burns, he could make sense in GPPs, not in your cash gains. But thinking about your stacks, man, if you want to get your stack on here, you want to build a lineup, I got to ask you about your Phillies, man. What <laughs> is wrong with this team? They're in Coors Field. They had a juicy matchup against Chad Cool disappointed now they get Kyle Freeland maybe that wakes up these bats you know I don't know what's wrong with them I'm happy as a Met fan yeah. but I'm not happy as a DFS player stacking them in course field and watching them pretty much do nothing the entire game yeah it's been it's been a tough start after game four that lucky comeback against the Mets when they scored five and the eighth since then it's been pretty pathetic uh, yep. the days they score a few runs they let up 10 the days they, they only let up two or three, they scored zero or one. And that's what we're seeing again tonight. Nola actually had a pretty solid outing. Um, they got into the sixth until he finally let up his first run. It's a mixture of, you know, Schwarber is obviously a huge disappointment, batting close to like 100, if not under after tonight. Harper was cold there too for a little while. They're not getting the right production. I know Tony's on it too, but I, I think Bomb needs to play more. I understand he has the yips, but when you're rolling out these guys, I mean – Bomb plays tonight. He's one for three. He's hitting 571. He's the only one that's really showing up. So right now they're kind of just, how should I say, dysfunctional. But tomorrow, Freeland, man, he stinks. And I, I just think, I know I stacked, he had a game the other day. I'm, it's losing my memory right now, but I remember stacking against him and it, and it fared out well. I think tomorrow's a decent shot that you can come back. They actually hit some lefties the other day. Harper's not afraid of lefties. He hits them actually pretty well. I think it's a favorable matchup to, People are going to be down on them after tonight, right? Yeah, that's my that's my point, man. Like, everybody who played them on Monday night, half of them won't even touch them on Tuesday because mm -hmm. they lost all their money. So, like, if there was a time to bounce back here, you're in Coors Field, weak lefty. He might be our gas cannon tonight. We're going to talk about that in a second. It's a good bounce back spot, but a lot of these bats have been super cold, like ice cold, like mm -hmm. not hitting the ball at all, striking out a bunch and not really getting any rhythm at the plate. And and your boy Girardi keeps, you know, mixing and matching this lineup where yep. even if you're trying to get comfortable, you're kind of worried. There's, the confidence is lacking and you're messing with the lineup. You know, every day I'm trying to slide Carmagro in or bomb in and nobody really knows what's going on. So I think that's a problem as well. A team that's starting to heat up a little bit, I stacked him on Monday. It paid off. I'm not a Yelich guy. Yep. He had a big home run. Wong, Narviz, Telez, they're all cheap, man. There's a cheap lineup to go out there and stack. They're a little bit more pricey, you know, on Tuesday than they were on Monday. But you got Brubaker out there. So, Telez, you know, 2,900 against a righty. You got Narviz, a catcher. If he pitches again, 3,300. Wong priced up a little bit at 4,100. But there's some bats here. Jace Peterson is cheap. Adamus, yeah, he's he's expensive, 4700 They They bumped up Yelich, 4800 But McCutcheon and Kane are cheap as well. So this is a good little stack in Milwaukee. It's a big slate. Not any team, you know, no team are going to be really popular. So I think Milwaukee's in a good spot. And then we got this stack, game stack potential. You got the Blue Jays, probably the best hitting team in the league right now, most consistent. Even battling injuries that they're out there smashing every single day. And you got the Red Sox, man, yeah. who are still they're not getting any respect. And they're out there every single day battling and scoring runs. So you got 
The Red Sox versus Kikuchi. Vivaldi's probably the better pitcher here, but the Blue Jays probably have the better lineup here. Do you think this game shoots over the nine total? And how do you feel about it for a game stack? Yeah, my only concern about that game is, I think, and, and it might help you with your over, and I think it could. I know Boston's limping up to Toronto. They've had to leave a few people back, coaches included, because of some COVID issues crossing the border. Um, and I know one of those I think they're starters, in Boston, Dave. I think they're in Boston now, sir. They're playing in Boston. They had that early game, um, uh, Patriots Day. So they're in Boston. Everybody's going to be playing. They, but You're right. I, there was a report up recently that they're going to Toronto. So they must be going this weekend. They were talking about that. But, you know, in, in Boston – yeah, so you you have a situation where you have power on power. Your Vaudi versus that lineup. Um, he's tended to fare well against the lineups with the Yankees, and he had a good outing the other day against them. But, um, yeah, I, I kind of liked the over. I think Kikuchi is just he, – he's a mess. He came over from Japan. I think they had high hopes for him. He had a rough year last year. They thought bounce back potential this year. I saw him on a lot of fancy baseball charts as, you know, a deep sleep. Um, but he – he showed up and he was terrible in New York in his first outing. So I think it's got good potential to go over that Boston lineup. I think is a top five, six lineup in the league and they're down in the bottom, you know, half right now and hitting. So they're just starting to wake up. Yeah. So we got a big slate. Make sure you check us out at windailysports.com. If you want a free week to check out our lineup optimizer, our articles, our projection models, NBA, MLB, NASCAR, golf, everything we got at Windaily sports use promo code radio, Looking at our projection models, looking at our optimizer right now, we have two gas cans on the slate, two pitchers that are really struggling. We mentioned, you know, the stacks. It's because of the pitching going against them. You got Brubaker, 9.82 ERA, seven walks in seven innings. That's going to be a lot of trouble. Eight earned runs in seven innings as well. He's going against Milwaukee. I said they're cheap, so it's a good stack. You can pair Milwaukee bats with Corbin Burns, get that correlation right. And it's also a good hitter's park. I'm not really worried about Pittsburgh, but it's a good hitter's park for these Milwaukee bats. They're cheap. You can get them in and you can pair them up. If you want, you can go back to Coors Field. You got Kyle Freeland, 10 ERA, 10 earned runs in nine innings. He's been shaky. You can switch it up and go with some of these righties. Give Harper a shot. Hope Freeland's out of there early. Get into that middle relief and they put up some runs. So, that's a spot you can attack. These are the two pitchers that are the worst two pitchers on the slate in my eyes. Dave, any other gas cans out there that you're going to be attacking on Tuesday? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Chris Ellis, the Baltimore pitcher coming out, um, making his first start of the year. Oakland's a sneaky offensive team. I think uh, you and Tony hit on it the other night. You can get a lot of value in the Oakland lineup and probably stack your team. Um, starting, you know, you as you know, a catcher, if you want to pay up, Murphy's been very solid all year for you. Yep. And, you know, you got a lot of other value, I think, in that lineup. Kemp's been hitting, um, you know. So I think if I, I was going to get interesting and go cheap and go off the radar and hopefully hit low ownership values, I am going to consider Oakland, especially with the late game. Some people tend to forget about that, too. Uh, they don't like to wait for that. So Oakland's one. I love your idea of Milwaukee, too. They came off a good night tonight, six runs. Uh, Colton Wong's a guy, you know, you talked about walks. He's a very patient hitter. I think you could get some value. He's 4,100. Uh, if you stack around him, Yelich, and, and some of the other guys that you mentioned. So I like the Milwaukee one, and I'll be considering Oakland for sure. Phillies, I am going to think about it. I, I just got um, to recover from Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> At least the 76ers won. They look strong. They got to yes. stay healthy. They kind of beat up on the Raptors. Game was – too close at the end and in beat. It's just you don't want these guys logging minutes when they don't have to. So right now, 
for value. This is Tony's segment. We're going to carry it through here. The Outside of Milwaukee, I think San Diego is still cheap. We saw what Machado did. We saw what some of these bats did. Voight has been cold, but he's got a lot of pop. He struck out a couple times on Monday. You got Voight at 3,300 on DraftKings. You got Myers at 3,100. You got Kim at 2,800, and you got Profar at 2,700. You pair those guys with Machado, you got a very affordable stack in San Diego going against a lefty again. That's where you want to go when when you're, you know, stacking the Padres. You want them against the lefty. You want that option. They got Sam Martin here. The over-under is surprisingly only 7.5 on the board right now. I wouldn't be shocked if it goes to 8. Padres' big favorites with Musgrove, minus 180. So it might be a repeat performance, kind of like Mania did to the Reds. And Machado got out early with a home run. They put up a couple runs early. They kind of cruise. The value is there in San Diego. A lot of those bats are cheap. Now, Dave, I got to ask you, man, any props you're going to look at? I know not all the props are out on a Monday night or any bets that you're looking at for Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening. What are you targeting or what do you want to look ahead to on Tuesday from a betting perspective? Well, there's a couple. We always like to, you know, kind of look at past history. Also like to look at last seven games and kind of get a mix of, you know, where hitters are comfortable against. Uh, One of the ones I am going to look at for sure. And, you know, I'm going to go down to Washington. I'm going to consider Cattell Marte. Um, He's the best hitter in that Arizona lineup that has been one of the worst lineups so far. But he gets a pitcher in, let me just make sure, Joan Adon, who's just been trash too, right? 10 ERA, 2.22 whip. I think we could get some good value in the prop market. I'm going to try and focus around that. And one of the other areas Trey Turner bats almost 400 off Max Freed. It's a good lefty-righty matchup. Trey Turner will hit high in the lineup. Going to try and eye up his hit prop, maybe even potentially his basis prop. And then there was one other guy. I mean, you get a lot of tomorrow where you're hitting some some homer props. You know, I always like to say that you don't want to bet a ton on a homer prop because it's not going to, you know, it's not going to fall. I like to put probably usually a half unit on it. Robinson Cano has four career homers against Alex Cobb. Am I going to do a homer prop? He's probably going to be near eight, nine hundred. Probably not. I got to see if he even plays. But four career homers in twenty-eight bats is pretty darn good. So we're going to eye up that as well as Jose Abreu hit three off Bieber, and he cashed in on Kluber the other day with a plus six hundred home run prop. So those are some areas I will look at tomorrow. Yeah, one thing I want to make sure everybody checks out. Make sure you hop in our expert chat. A lot of postponements. It's cold on the yeah. East Coast. It was forty degrees in New York. It's raining right now. The game got rained out. A couple of games got rained out. You want to hop in our expert chat, discuss things. I got a late feel as all these games started, you know, being canceled on Monday. I went in an expert chat late in the day and say, you know what? With all these cancellations, I'm pivoting my lineups, and I kind of like Milwaukee late. I'm going to make some Milwaukee lineups that paid off. Hopefully some people, some subscribers in our expert chat, you know, got that information, made some pivots, made it happen. Pitching was really strong on Monday. Not expecting that strong of a pitching slate on Tuesday. So I'm saying you lock up Burns. Look back to Philadelphia. If you got the guts to, to double down on them, they should be in a good spot here. Milwaukee's in a good spot. San Diego's in a good spot. And also throw out a game stack and stack both the lineups in Boston. Uh, this could be a back-and-forth game. A lot of offense here. Two good offenses, Toronto and Boston. So check out that game for a game stack. Hop in our expert chat. Make sure you check out Adam's article, which covers pitching. He's been on fire, and he's also nailing props pretty much every single day. We got a stack article out, 
And golf's right around the corner, man. Golf will be locking on Thursdays. We have a golf tournament coming up as well. So prepare for the NBA playoffs. I'm going to throw one more nugget out there. Dave, I know you went to the Sixers game on Monday. Sixers are looking good. But I do – I call the upset early for the series on the Timberwolves. I think they got what it takes to take them down. They're playing good basketball. Memphis, slightly overrated. I know they went out there and did their thing the entire season. But I do think the Timberwolves are a good bet at plus seven, plus seven and a half, depending on when it, where it ends. Do you think this Timberwolves team is for real to get out of this first round? I do, unfortunately. I'm a big Memphis guy. I have some tickets on them to win the West. But Ooh. what I've realized is this type of game that they play during the regular season doesn't necessarily translate to the postseason. Uh, they're they're based on transition. Um, they like to play this chaotic type of game. And some of these teams that are able to play more of a half-court style um, can really give them problems. And, you know, it's crazy to think, but you know, they're better sometimes without John. I know John's back and I, I know it makes that, no sense. I don't even know how that how that stat ran out, but it's crazy. It's crazy. So I do think I think the T Wolves are for real. I really do. Do they get through the round? I don't know, but I love the seven and a half tomorrow. I do. I think that they're gonna be undervalued this whole series. Um and I think it goes seven. So um T Wolves are good, man. They're very good. They they can spread the floor. And if Ant Man's hitting like he was hitting in game one. They're, they're winning the series. I just don't know if he can do that for seven games against the length of Memphis. Well, the good thing about Minnesota, they have three legit stars. Towns is yes. a star. Um, Anthony Edwards is an emerging star. And D'Angelo Russell can go out there any day of the week and drop 20 to 30 points too. So even if one of these guys are off, you got the other two guys stepping in. So I like that game at seven. Should be an interesting playoffs, man. We got a lot of content going on for, for NBA as well. Nice little slates, three-game slates, two-game slates to kind of mix and match with the MLB. Dave, I appreciate you stopping by today. Good luck in your games on Tuesday. Hopefully, the Phillies can hit. So make sure you go out there and stack one of those. We'll be back tomorrow, of course. Check us out at winddailysports.com and hop in an expert chat, and we got you covered on everything you need from DFS, sports betting, props, and all that kind of good stuff. So we'll be out of here today, but we'll be back tomorrow. 